Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. Hoping everybody is enjoying their very chilly February. Oh, yeah. It's cold outside. It's cold outside, but it's also Black History Month, so 8-8 turn up. Yes, sir. It's black on black on black. Everything black. black. Everything black. And not Beyonce. Actually, she really dropped the uh, tickets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yo, so are we selling the house in... (laughs) What, what's what's the plan? We're we going to Europe. We're going, we going global right. just to afford it for sure. That's crazy. I know it is crazy. Seeing the discourse and everyone being like, But I, this is what I want to be happening in February. The mm. culture. Culture is being birthed in oh, this month. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How you celebrating it? You know what? I honestly, you can't really tell me shit during Black History Month. I'm like, <laughs> if I want it, I'm going to get it. And don't tell me anything because it's Black History Month. Right. Like, don't Period. talk to me crazy because it's Black History Month. Exactly. And I just think it's hilarious, the discourse of, um, you know, Black people being like, if you're mixed, you need Look to Look me in my eyes, Olivia. Look me in my eyes. <laughs> They're like, uh, if y'all aren't familiar, if you're on black Twitter right now, there's discourse and around TikTok mixed people only having everywhere. only having um, the first two weeks or you can opt for the last two weeks of Black History <laughs> Month to celebrate. Uh, y'all, I'm this, just they like, want to keep us divided. That's all I'm going to say. I think it is so funny. Of course, it's hilarious, but we can't be doing that in front of company. OK, yeah, we need we to keep that shit in the house. We got such a public platform in the month of February. We can't be showing people all I know. of our all of our dirty skeletons in the closet. So please, please, White please. people peeking in trying to laugh too. And we're like, <laughs> hell no, hell no. Well, I do have to say, you know, typically I'm Black History Month is just whatever you want to make it. Yeah. I got the chance. Uh, I was traveling for work in Cincinnati, which I really have no business in Cincinnati. Yeah. But I got to learn a lot about Black history while I was there, which seems really cheesy that I was, in the Underground Railroad Museum on, yeah. like, the start of Black History Month. But y'all, <laughs> <laughs> which feels very on brand for me at the same time. Yeah. But y'all, like, for real, for real, it really was that moment of, like, dang, like, we do not get the respect that we deserve put mm. on our name. Yeah. And all the more emphasis of why I love our platform, because we really do just get to be Black. I know. And y'all just gonna have to rock with it. Exactly. And it just is what it is. It is what it is. Well, before we jump into our pulse check and, you know, really kind of unpack how we're doing, I would just want to give a kind of shout out and precursor to our listeners. We have a really exciting episode today because we're going to be doing a podcast swap. Our first ever podcast squad. First ever podcast swap, which is a little bit different than having guests. Mm-hmm. We're swapping podcasts with The Soft Life, yes. with Sadie Batty, somebody that we respect so much, just love the vision and values of the show. And we're swapping with an episode. Liv will tell us a little bit about Sadie Batty, the episode that they're sharing with us, The Soft Life podcast. So we're really excited and hope y'all stick around for this incredible episode. Absolutely. Before that, though, Liv, let's chop it up. How's your life going? How's February? 
grade. I finally mm-hmm. have left the the grasp of just <laughs> sickness and January beating oh, my yeah. ass. January was a interesting roller coaster of a month, but honestly, reflecting on past Januarys, I think that's just the nature of January for me because oh. it's such a long month. Yeah. And listen, when I say the bank account was doing, oh, the bank account was looking <laughs> so, was so stiff. Hurt. Um, and then I got sick cause I just be outside sometimes and I don't know. I was just the like, the bank account was sick. I was I'm sick. sick. The like, girl was down bad. Yeah. It was just, it was just like kind of a oof period of time. And then, uh, February I was still recovering. So I was like, oh, not me starting black history month off like this, but today I finally cleaned my space. Mm-hmm. So that was cute or whatever. And I'm going on a date later today as well, kind of, sort of. I don't really know. We're trying to keep it casual. Like we said in our previous episode, we are not taking dating <laughs> very seriously. So um, I'm taking that's it seriously cool. for her. The way Lexi's going to be like candles set, <laughs> prayer circle, just like do contacting think, the ancestors. Do I re- think <laughs> it's perfect timing? Because I'm about to be out of the house for a week. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I think this does a lot. Mm, yeah, I. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. I haven't been on a date really in a in, in a, a minute. minute. Yeah, and you so love a date. I love a date. I love feeling desired wanted just Ooh. apple of the eye i'm so okay, okay. I'm, I'm, doing okay. Too much. I'm doing please, too much please, i'm doing too much please. but yeah no it's the exciting are listening the children it are is listening. exciting so Not i'm bad. hoping that february uh you know will just continue to bless me and that it's a productive month yeah and then your birthday is coming up so how are you feeling it is it is Y'all, mid-20s, we'll talk about it another time, but it really is a weird space to be. I think we've already alluded, January did a new one on me. Honestly, it wasn't even just January. It was like residual of the past four months Yeah, and going into this, this month. So I think just really kind of trying to find synergy, but I'm still about to not be home. So I'm trying to figure out what my life looks like still in the next coming weeks which should be pretty good and chill um and yeah birthdays don't matter anymore i'm decided so what are you talking about you always be doing this ish around your birthday like why can't you just celebrate yourself and be happy like the rest of us i do but y'all be doing it big i i'm not putting capricorns in a monolith when i Mm, say this yeah but go ahead and (laughs) go ahead and do exactly that y'all just do birthdays differently than the rest of us so please please please. your cancer rising be like cancer rising because i just feel like (laughs) you really thrive like in your space like in your home and yes. so whenever you're like, I'm really about to be gone, like, I know, like, on a different <laughs> level, like, it hurts. But like, at the same time, I'm looking at you. I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to be I gone. Know, I know. And that's the thing. Everybody's like, that's so much fun. Like, you get to travel for work and like, yeah. you have all these incredible trips. And luckily, my boyfriend loves traveling just as much as I do. And I'm like, yes, I know. But can but someone can- just <laughs> see me? Mm-hmm. For a second, and I, I'm, it's the consistent back to back like literally i'm i'm gonna be next week will be like my first full week back but then i'm gone for another week and then i'm gone the next mm. week and 
it's just i'm like please sending love to the aquariuses out there yes 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 speaking of aquariuses i think priscilla um yes so that that, yeah that leads us perfectly into you know today's episode so like Lexi said we're doing a podcast swap we've never done that before and we're doing it with the soft life podcast uh with sadie baddies which is run by priscilla o admin and the sadie baddies if you're not familiar with which you really should get familiar with is a digital platform designed primarily for black Latinx, Asian, indigenous, and multiracial people um, to just kind of educate and unpack mental health stigmas and, um, you know, just really being a community for support for one another Mm -hmm. um, in our mid-20s and, you know, beyond. And Priscilla created this really cool episode about Lucky Girl Syndrome, Mm -hmm. which we're going to share with you guys today. And Lucky Girl Syndrome is about um, really just manifesting the life that you want for yourself and uh really embodying the idea that no like I deserve good things good things come to me and I'm a lucky girl Mm -hmm. so I'm really excited to just kind of hear this episode and also share it with you all she's an amazing just like mental health professional and the way that she communicates her ideas we were like oh yes we have to share this resource with our community so without further ado we are going to leave you with Priscilla and we hope that you guys enjoy this episode Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. So if you've been on TikTok or social media um, pretty heavily, or maybe you've seen it through other people sharing, Lucky Girl Syndrome is this new hashtag this new trend that a lot of people are sharing and if you don't know what that is essentially lucky girl syndrome is all about manifestation and the law of assumption so essentially it's the belief that positive thinking will help you to achieve your goals and so for those of you who don't know who what law of assumption is the law of assumption is an abstract metaphysical theory And it's a theory that maintains that what we assume to be true is what will eventually manifest. So these kind of, these two things go hand in hand, lucky girl syndrome and the law of assumption. I honestly think lucky girl syndrome is repackaged law of assumption. And it purposes that our assumptions about life have immense power to positively or negatively impact the fulfillment of our wishes and desires. So I thought about lucky girl syndrome and how it's you know essentially this repackaged law of assumption and what that means for me what it means to people um that are also kind of on this wellness journey or people who are just curious about manifestation and I thought about the ways that manifestation and rewriting my own narrative has influenced me in my life in so many ways I think there's definitely pros and cons to manifesting um, and I say manifesting in the way that it's shared widely or, or as we as a society or communities know manifestation to be, and that's, you know, thinking positive thoughts or setting intentions and allowing God, the universe, or whatever your source or your higher power being is, allowing that force to align circumstances and opportunities in your life so that you can live your best life, right? We have seen this time and time again 
whether it's through TikTok, whether it's through podcasts, books, movies, everything. We are not new to manifestation and what it what it does to people, for people, whether it's true or not. I truly think that this is a little bit more of a metaphysical conversation than a spiritual conversation because there's people who are not spiritually inclined or religious at all, and they still do believe in manifestation or positive affirmation. So if you're into a little woo-woo and you're into a little, you know, kind of the mystery that is manifestation or luck as you would have it, then keep listening because this episode is definitely for you. So I really want to preface this by saying that manifestation and um, kind of thinking your way out of a situation or having positive thinking, a lot of it is rooted sometimes in ableism or, you know, it is rooted in an idea that this type of thinking is only for certain people. I also want to emphasize that you cannot manifest your way out of racism out of ableism, out of violence, out of violent structures or systemic structures. So I want to be very, very crystal clear that if you are in a situation right now that is harmful to you and your well-being, I really don't want this to come across as obtuse or I don't want this to come across as negligent of seeing the people that are going through situations that really need true resources and help. So again, taking this conversation with a grain of salt, taking it from a point of view of someone who, you know, assuming that your basic needs are met and again, framing it in the way that this conversation is fluid. Maybe you come back to this conversation a year from now or two years from now or however fits you best, but just listen with open ears and an open mind because I know when I was starting my my healing journey about 10 years ago I would listen to certain things and it just didn't resonate at the time and that's okay I don't want you to blame yourself when things don't work out in your favor or if you are currently in a situation that is not working out in your favor and for your well-being I really want to start off with the foundation of talking about our needs as human beings I think one of the best ways to frame this conversation is through using the visual of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you are a psychology slash sociology slash anthropology nerd like myself, you are probably familiar with this visual. Essentially, it's a pyramid. And it's by um, the scholar philosopher Maslow, and he designed this pyramid to show what our our basic needs are as humans. So just similar to the the food pyramid, you start at the bottom of the pyramid. And this basic pyramid, it's just a simple triangle. At the bottom of it is our physiological needs. So it's food, water, shelter, all of those very basic fun- oxygen, fundamental needs that we all need as humans, no matter who we are, where we are, we all need these physiological needs, right? Then the next level after our physiological needs is safety. So safety in in form of, I think shelter is also a form of safety. I also think that shelter is a basic human right. Um, So shelter in the form of, of safety, safety in the form of shelter, I mean, and safety in the form of being safe from the elements Um, whether it's rain or extreme weather, having a safety or a safe environment 
also physical safety from violence, um, from any other form of violence, having that safety that allows you to be comforted and allows you to operate as a human being. After safety is belonging and love. So that sense of familiarity, the connection that we have with our community, the connection we have with our family members, our friends, our loved ones, that belonging and love, romantic relationships, partnerships, connections, that is a need as a human being, believe it or not. It's not just something that we can opt in and out of, although, of course, we have autonomy over the types of relationships we have in our life. Belonging and love is a basic human need that we all require as human beings after belonging and love is esteem so that is your confidence as a person that's your self-esteem your self-worth your value how you feel about yourself how you look at yourself in the mirror how you look at yourself and how you walk how you talk your esteem with yourself is a need that we need in order to thrive as human beings then you have your cognitive functions how your brain works how you perceive things, your intellect, how much how much you're reading and consuming information, how you digest information, how you think, your rest. That's all cognitive needs. Then you have your aesthetics. So if you know what an aesthetic is, your aesthetic is your your visual environment in in the way that you find pleasant. It's the types of clothes you wear, it's how you style your hair, it's you know, how you get your nails. Are you a short nail, nail girly or are you a long almond shaped, whatever, <laughs> you know, your aesthetic is how you design your world as you see fit. And that is also a need because that is what gives us our individuality as human beings. Then after that, we have self-actualization. Self-actualization is the ability to live our lives to the optimal fullest based on having all of those needs already met. And there's a reason why self-actualization is is the second to last tip of a pyramid because self-actualization is the ability to live at our dreams. It's, it's having the job that you want. It's having the career you want. It's having the lifestyle that allows you to be your fullest. It's being able to travel. Those are moments and experiences of self-actualization. And the last and very tip of the pyramid is transcendence. So transcendence is being able to connect to God, to spirit, to the divine, to your most high. Transcendence is being able to withstand tribulations and challenges of life despite having obstacles thrown in your way. Transcendence is having willpower. It's having strength. It's having resilience. And I think that this framework is really important because it allows us to establish like our basic needs having to be met. So that's why I think when talking about manifestation, I think it's really important not to be obtuse about it. Again, I think it's important to be practical and understand that if your basic needs are not being met, it's very difficult or if not only impossible for you to have this dream life or, or to be able to tap into positive thinking. And if I had to Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies, hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? 
Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore, unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. If I had to place manifestation or lucky girl syndrome in this in this pyramid, I would put it at the very top. I would put it between self-actualization and transcendence. So I just want to show you that this is a very, it's, it's not necessarily a sophisticated way of thinking because people have been thinking about this for years. If you go back to even, you know, before modern technology, people have been talking about this for centuries. Everything is, nothing's original as we know. Everything gets repackaged, right? So I would place Lucky Girl Syndrome right in between self-actualization and transcendence. Also, I will have this visual um, shared on our socials so you can actually see it for yourself and, you know, dive deeper into what this means visually if you're a visually, um, if you're a visual person like myself. So 
first, I want to share that reshaping your mindset cannot happen overnight. We absolutely need time. We need to give ourselves patience in order for our mindset to change overnight. It's not going to happen in one day or two days. This type of work and this type of um, narrative rewriting is going to take years. I know for me, it it took a full 10 years for me to really change my thinking about how I felt about myself, the world, my relationships. It took years. It took therapy. It took crying. It took shadow work. It took prayer. It took begging and pleading for my higher self to show up, for God to allow me to move through some of these really challenging moments that I have in my life. And I think always remembering that this is not supposed to be this overnight process. And I know that sometimes social media can frame it that way, that things can just happen really quickly. And, you know, you might even see clickbait type of conversations or topics about um, how to manifest something overnight or how to manifest your dream career tomorrow. That's honestly probably unrealistic. So always keeping in mind that this is something that's going to take a lot of time. We absolutely need our basic needs met before we can really start to tap into this work and find it to be valuable and helpful. Just the same way, you know, when you're 16, 17 years old or even younger and you're start, you're first starting out with your first job, you might be working an hourly job. You might be working in retail or you might be working, you know, at Starbucks or whatever your case is or as a babysitter. In my case, I, I started working as a babysitter or as a daycare teacher when I was about 15 or 14 years old. And then over time, obviously, my career choices became more and more aligned with what I wanted to do long term. Um, And that also happened after, you know, I got my degrees and I pursued different industries. And I just want to remind you that this is a process. So for me, at the time, I couldn't relate to certain content or certain information because it didn't apply to me at the time. That doesn't mean it never would, though. And in all honesty, therapy, And writing out affirmations helped me a lot, but nothing helped me more than getting out of survival mode financially. I cannot stress this enough. You cannot budget your way out of depression. You cannot budget your way out of feeling, you know, unable to take care of yourself. And I think it's really important to remind ourselves of this. I know I had to remind myself of this a lot, that when I really started to live in a way that I felt was full and in a way that I felt was exhilarating and and really affirmed what I wanted out of life, that didn't really happen until I was able to get out of that survival mode financially and start really taking control over how my life was being lived out, essentially. So... Again, this is something that I have thought about a lot. I've thought about like who I was when I was 20 versus how I am now at 30 years old and how much has changed over time. So I also want to touch on the fact that lucky girl syndrome, um, I want to make the distinction between lucky girl syndrome and, you know, what we might know as 
toxic positivity or spiritual bypassing. Those are both topics that I want to get into later because I think both of those conversations really should be a deep dive. But just as a quick overview, I think that toxic toxic positivity is when you are telling somebody to just be positive when they're in the pits of like the depths of the hardest moments of their life or really challenging moments, right? If somebody lost a loved one, you wouldn't just tell them, oh, just get over it. They're fine. You know, they're not here anymore. You would be really sympathetic and try to be understanding. And I think there's a distinction between that. So again, with spiritual bypassing, where you use spirituality to kind of bypass these very real and tangible roadblocks that people might have in their life and just tell them that they're not praying hard enough or they're not, you know, doing the certain practice or the certain ritual hard enough. Again, don't ignore the basic concepts that really are cause and effect of how a cer- certain circumstances in our life come to be. I want to paint a picture first of me in my early 20s because I think this is really going to help folks who are new again to the podcast or just who might be in a different predicament. I, in my early 20s, when I was about 22, 23 years old, I just started grad school again. And um, with that, I had to make the decision if I wanted to be employed during grad school or if I wanted to just do school full time and focus on school. And I opted to focus on school since this was a two-year program, I really wanted to focus and and be as present as possible for this new chapter that I was going to embark in. And that meant being unemployed for over two years. So while being unemployed, I was living off of my student loans, literally. I was working as a nanny in the Upper West Side in New York, and I would alternate between babysitting two really lovely families actually they were both really really sweet um but that was my life for the first good chunk of my 20s is me hustling and and living in New York City um not really having much money not having much disposable income either and just really just trying to focus on school and and hopefully get a job afterwards which I did but that was my reality. I didn't have disposable income to go travel or to buy clothes that I thought were more suitable for myself. I honestly didn't even have disposable income to live in a home or an apartment that I really wanted to at the time because it just was out of my it was out of my reach. It was not something affordable to me. And I don't think that should have been the case. I would hope that, you know, life would have been a little bit easier if housing was more affordable and other basic needs were just more accessible to me. But unfortunately, that was not my reality. And despite how I looked or was perceived on the outside, you know, I tried my best. I didn't have a lot to go off of. And being first generation American, I also can't, I couldn't rely on my parents to fund my entire lifestyle you know they helped me as much as they could to an extent I will always be grateful for that however there's only so much that they can do when they also have a lot of other obligations and responsibilities to take care of so despite how I was looked at or perceived on the outside I felt like I had very low self-esteem and self-worth and I shared this on my Instagram story the other day and a lot of people resonated with 
me sharing this part of my kind of um my my upbringing and my my personal healing journey because I consider that to be some of the toughest times in my life like I mentioned not having a lot of disposable income and kind of living just paycheck to paycheck and 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 having to rely on on very limited streams of income to get by in New York City is challenging and I know a lot of people if you are living in a in a big city like New York or LA or wherever you know how challenging it could be to live day by day and just kind of keep going in order to survive and I I think for me I was still very much in survival mode when it came to my day-to-day and one thing I do want to share is that although I was in this really dark moment and era of my life and this was in 2016 by the way at like 2016 early 2017 just as a frame of mind just about six years ago I consider that 2017 my peak flop era and I remember writing down these affirmations and it was as if I didn't even know if this was going to be true or not one day. I honestly thought I was just trying to write my way out of feeling so low and feeling so sad. But one thing that I am really grateful is that I listened to this voice in my head and it said to write down these affirmations and write them down on paper. And I will never forget, it was July 11th, 2017. And I wrote several affirmations down, but I want to share three of them with you. And I also shared this on my Instagram story. And a lot of people said, wow, I screenshot this and I saved this because this is really helpful and really powerful. And I want to share them with you. So one affirmation that I started to rewrite to change my narrative and change my way of thinking of how I felt at the time was I replaced sadness, loneliness and hopelessness and negativity with joyfulness, fullness, gratefulness, and positivity. I wrote this affirmation because that's how I felt at the at the time. I felt really sad, very lonely, very hopeless. I felt just pretty negative about my existence. I was also at this time in and out of toxic relationships. I was not giving myself the care that I needed mentally, physically, emotionally at all. I feel like this is a different person looking back now because of how much has changed and how much I really do try to embrace softness and lean into those traits of joyfulness, fullness, gratefulness, and positivity. But again, I couldn't really do any of that until I was able to get out of this survival mode that I was in mentally, financially, physically. This affirmation, however, was something that I would tell myself every single day for years and I would write it down and on on places where I would see them and know I would see them and it would be a constant reminder that even though this is my reality I want to replace these feelings with something better I think that is the key thing is I had such a warped view of myself and the world but somehow I knew I said I know that this something has to be better it has there has to be something that gives better than this because if I know that life isn't main isn't meant to be this 
hurtful, this painful, this negative, there has to be a better way out. So, you know, right now I'm going to just write down what I really hope for one day. Maybe one day it'll happen. So that was the first affirmation I wrote out. And I can honestly say with full transparency, even though it took me a long time to realize this affirmation, I did eventually realize it. And I I really think that even though it took me a long time and, you know, there were times I, I doubted it, I can say with confidence now that I do center joy. I do center fullness. I do center gratitude and positivity in my life. And I know it's because not only I took the time to write this down and really set an intention behind it, I also had support. I had support from my support system, from my community, from my relationships, from my family, from doing a lot of deep digging and doing the work that would push me forward to make this feel like my reality eventually. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the key keys. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks.